Welcome to the Knobcast. Thank you for dropping by. This is where we simplify Bitcoin. I'm your host, Mary Victoria, and this podcast is sponsored by Bitnob. Bitnob is an easy to use app where you can automatically save, borrow, earn, send, and receive Bitcoin all in one place at the cheapest rates. Download Bitnob, B I T N O B, from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store using the links in the show notes. Or visit the website at bitnob.com. That's B I T N O B.com. This episode is fire. I interviewed a fellow podcaster like myself. His name is Heritage Samuel Falodun. He's a software developer, Bitcoin educator, and a cryptocurrency strategist. On this episode, he shared his experience in educating people about Bitcoin and the platforms where he spreads his message. He's a moderator at the Black Bitcoin Billionaire Club, a co-founder of DigiOats, and a co-host of the Bitcoin in Nigeria podcast. Just by listening to this episode, you can tell how passionate he is about helping people learn more about Bitcoin. So buckle your seatbelt, subscribe to the podcast, drop a review, and without further ado, let's cue the intro. Hi, Heritage. Welcome to the show. Do you mind if you could tell us a little bit about yourself so our audience get to know you better? Uh, thank you, Mary. Thanks for having me on um, this podcast session. I'm Elitech Samuel Faladun. I'm a um, software developer with proficiency in Dart and Flutter programming language. I also double as a Bitcoin educator and consultant. I happen to focus majorly on Bitcoin because of um, the advantages, because of the um, Mary um, steering, and as well, I I am presently transitioning into the technical aspect as as said, just not um, focusing on mobile development only, but uh, exploring the um, the usefulness and innovative uh, concept the blockchain technology and Bitcoin itself is giving to, to us at this moment. So that's like a brief um, elucidation about myself. Awesome, and it's really nice to know that you have made a lot of contributions to the um, Bitcoin ecosystem. But I'm curious to know how you got into Bitcoin in the first place. Uh, so I, I think it wasn't long. It wasn't long. It's about um, it's almost close to a year, close to two years now. I two years? Wow. Yes, that, that's that's not long anyway. We still, I keep telling people we still, and um, we can get ourselves acquainted with Bitcoin at any time. And I do tell people that you get yourself acquainted with. Bitcoin at the time you deserve it. That's why we keep sharing the information. So it's about three years ago. And the journey has been um, very, very applauding. And I've been enjoying it as well. But then explaining how I get started, it's not like, oh, I was curious to know what um, I'm going to like, okay, transition to. I was curious to understand the concept of wealth, monetary finance, and a lot of things. Then I stumbled on Bitcoin and I was like, oh, what's this all about? Going 
in depth and understanding it better, I try like okay, demystify between the innovation of Bitcoin and the entire financial system at large. So that's that's how. It- wow, that's really interesting because I came across you on Twitter actually, and you're so passionate about Bitcoin. So I'm like, I couldn't help myself being so surprised that you you're just two years in the space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it, it depends on the dedication and time anyways. I co-host Bitcoin in Nigeria, I think. And I'm also a moderator on Black Bitcoin Bologna um, Club. It's one of a club that major on Bitcoin advo, um, Bitcoin adoption and education. So my, my mode of understanding and getting started with Bitcoin was like uh, learn and teach. Mm-hmm. Learn and teach. Whatever I, I keep learning about finance or about Bitcoin, I try my best to like, okay, teach it to my, explain, and, um, explain it to my folks or people around me. And as I keep doing that simultaneously with my work, I tend to understand that, oh, I'm getting passion for this concept because of the use cases, because of the solution it's providing. I don't want to keep it to myself alone. I want to like, okay, get the information across to everybody, especially Africans, to be able to benefit from this innovation, not just benefit, but benefit early, because in the long run, either we like it or not, everybody will benefit from Bitcoin, but at the time you're getting started with it, it's actually very, very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that thing that you saw in Bitcoin that like really ignited the passion for you to share this information with people around you? Okay, I think I, I think I, I referenced something similar earlier. It was the use cases, Bitcoin use cases. So I was so I, I was um personally software developer and I tend to like receive jobs internationally, work um, remotely with firms and also freelance at some times, initially when I was starting out as a software developer. So the problem of um, payment actually um, actually spurred the interest in me to like, okay, find ways to like sort cross-border payments that is out to receive payments from my clients and a lot of people like that. I stumbled on Bitcoin because of its use cases like um, instant and fearless cross-border remittance because it solved my personal problem. I also love and understand the use cases of it as a way of building generational wealth that it, it solves my problem of getting, um, of it solves my quest of getting where they are now understand that yes, when you, um, when you go long time into this asset and leverage it for a long time, you actually going to acquire weight through its appreciation feature. So these are things that I tend to see that, oh, almost all the problem I tend to keep facing um, in the financial space, I tend to, I get to understand that, yes, Bitcoin is solving everything for me seamlessly. So that's why I keep um, going deep and deep into it. And when I, have a bit of understanding about it, I decided to, so, oh, what I need to do is I need to keep sharing this with um, Africans, especially because I'm African. And um, why I keep doing that is because I tend to believe that there are some information the Western folks easily have access to that most of the people in Africans, the vulnerable ones, don't have access to. So um, that's why I keep doing that. I think it's beautiful that you were able to tie in your personal experience with Bitcoin and share this with those around us, especially those in Africa. 
And you were said something about your thoughts that it seems like people in the West have more access to this kind of information that people in Africa don't have access to. Why? What would you say is the cause of this like information gap? Okay, when it comes to information and all, it's based on the jurisdiction you're in. And one one example of such is in a country like Nigeria, you can't. Um, access Twitter. Twitter is banned in that country, except you'll be using VPN. Mm-hmm. And you know, Twitter is actually a microblogging platform that gives you real-time information. In These are countries in West Africa. These are countries in, uh, in the continent of Africa that doesn't even have access to the same amount of information the Western folks have access to, excluding that they are there are, there are places where there are internet restrictions due to probably insecurity and a lot of stuff like that. But then we tend to understand that since we have vulnerable peoples in this um, jurisdiction, how can we? What can we do to help them? What can we do to like uh, get them acquainted with this technology? Because someone who heard about Bitcoin in 2009 would have pushed Bitcoin at the rate of probably 0.05 dollars per Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And then compared to someone who had about it in 2017, would have purchased at the rate of $20,000 as a then. And the difference between their uh, journey to the, the ecosystem is just the time, the time frame, the time they, they like getting started with it. That's why I keep telling people, we still, you can get yourself acquainted with it. Now, now is actually the time because as you keep getting yourself into the 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 innovation as you keep using it you you keep getting understanding you keep getting practical understanding of it so that's why we keep doing this to um to we focus on africans majorly because the the mode of getting informations are actually not as seamless as it is to to the western folks yeah. Did you ever like experience yeah. challenges um, passing this information across to Africans? Because, you know, you from what I've, I've known from like how you interact online, you basically share a lot of your experience with Bitcoin, like relating it to your personal experience. Um, did you feel like there was a challenge at any point when you were sharing this information to Africans? Like, do they really feel that Bitcoin is so abstract? Um, yes, yes, definitely. When it comes to Bitcoin, even without understanding it, you, you tend to feel like, um, even with the understanding, you tend to feel like um, this, this, this um, innovation is very abstract. It's abstract in the sense that people ask questions like, what is Bitcoin pegs to? We understand the transition from, um, from crowdies to to gold standard, from gold standard to the to what we can call the fiat standard, that is the present financial system we're facing, and then we we we're coming up with Bitcoin standard. So the problem when it comes to information is how people tend to like view it. Some Africans feel, oh, we we don't understand what this is, but then there, there's like a solution that keeps driving the force to like um. How would I put it to like create the search from people to request for understanding? And that has been happening through the platforms we created for Bitcoin, um, Bitcoin education, like DGOs and a lot of podcasts like that. There are times we do on-site education process like quotes just to get to people who, who tend to look different um, social media platforms like WhatsApp. So we 
tend to like segment these things into different ways to capture different um set of people about africans they understand applications there's a lot of mobile applications that that they do use but then when you come in to explain to them how to use the wallet address, how to do this, they tend to grasp it quickly because they're already aware of how um, emails, emails work. They just need someone to put them through the process and they keep going. That's, that's, how, that's how it is in the ecosystem. And that's like my experience about getting in touch with people and um, onboarding them into, into what Bitcoin until as well as the technology. Yeah, and I agree with you about that aspect where you said that people are driven to know more about Bitcoin because of the um, current problems that they're facing, like um, remittance problems, receiving on payments problems. Um, so with all these problems in existence, there's this drive to know more about the potential solution and that solution being Bitcoin. Because like that reminds me of how I got into the Bitcoin space, to be quite honest. My first experience with Bitcoin was literally solving payment problems. Like I wanted to, I, I did a gig and um, the only way my client could pay me was through Bitcoin. And that like, I had to have a wallet address from that point on and stuff like that. So like totally agree with you. I just want to know more about your journey into Bitcoin education. So I know you have a podcast and then you have a blog and then you have um this bitcoin billionaires club which one came first and what what inspired that initiative um okay it's it's actually a process as i would say but then it happened i think um i've been working on bitcoin peer-to-peer system that is exchanging and buying bitcoin from people and um selling as well to people who want to get started because initially in nigeria there was a platform called luno that um, was like a seamless platform for people to onboard them but then there was an issue of payments and stuff like that and um, people i tend to like trade with keeps telling me oh we can't buy bitcoin from our banks you can't make transaction with the banks and stuff like that they start getting um this kind of bad omen that oh is this really is this really something safe then i i noticed there's need to keep telling them the right thing giving them the right information and why bitcoin can't be banned we i i moved through that process i think early this year i i was on clubhouse and i had a lot of contacts with um insightful folks i get myself started with um black bitcoin billionaire as a mod speaking with um dr shalia and also talking on the wake up with bitcoin beginners basis the, the, the beginners informations about the use cases about the onboarding process either using bitnob if you're in jurisdictions that allows you to like uh, that doesn't allows you to use cash app we we tend to like um talk about bitnob and cash app in the onboarding process for people and it's quite impressive a lot of people have been um, responding and i'm um, very very happy because use cases is actually alluring it boycotts inflation it um enables decentralization serving as a tool for social justice in countries like nigeria during the NSAS process mm-hmm. and um also just as i've mentioned the instant and fearless cross-border payments the um cost of building generational wealth as well so a lot of use cases as well as increasing cash flow probably probably you're a trader you're working as a trader so these are things that we keep talking about on wake up bitcoin or billionaire the program and it's actually part of my way of educating people and enabling adoption 
I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to step in and tell you a little bit about saving Bitcoin with Bitnob. The minute I started using Bitnob, it changed the way I invest in Bitcoin forever. With Bitnob, I can create a plan and it automatically invests in Bitcoin for me using the dollar cost average strategy. That's it, nice and easy. Download Bitnob, B-I-T-N-O-B, and watch your Bitcoin investments grow. So I believe this won't be enough. I made more inquiry and I proceeded in creating a platform which is called DGOT. As a software developer, it was not very, very tedious for me to come up with that. But then when it comes to the administrative aspect, you know, you need to set up this and that. Mm -hmm. I, it was a bit tedious, but then I pulled through. That's just how the progress keeps going. And um, I met um, one of these insightful Bitcoiners as well. Um, the person of um, the person of Charlene Fadripo. She's also a co-host on the Bitcoin Nigeria podcast. And all this are just what we keep doing to like um get people um acquainted with it. Not even only in Nigeria, in countries in countries like Ghana and most especially West African countries. And why we keep doing this is because people have seen the 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 effect of Bitcoin in real life. I mentioned something about social justice and um enabling decentralization during the process of NSAS in Nigeria there was a time when the government people were like protesting and requesting for a particular um, um, stop against police brutality the government was like okay let's freeze the accounts of some of the key key sponsors of this protest but then there was um, a breakthrough for those set of people through the use of bitcoin the bitcoin community was very very supportive for freedom for human rights so they supported the the event with bitcoin because bitcoin can't be banned no government or entity has a control over it so it was able to like pioneer the protest and give people the justice they they requested for and people were like happy so a technology that could do this for us it's something we should explore by exploring it they understand that oh this is actually boycotting inflation for us at the range of like 21 percent food inflation in nigeria 64.9 in argentina and about 11.86 in other countries so it's eating around they notice that oh it's also boycotting inflation for us because it's an asset that is appreciated over time despite the volatility so these are things people tend to like understand during the process and i need to tell you and be truthful with you when you understand this about bitcoin when you understand this about the innovation you won't want to go out of it you will want to go deeper in order for you to like aim more and um and um achieve your goal and objective i do tell people it solves every problem literally yeah and i agree with you 100 percent. and the beauty about being part of these um, bitcoin communities or these platforms where there's a lot of information exchange is that you get to hear other people's experiences with bitcoin as well you know like how bitcoin has helped them in their life either in the area of finances or in the area of social justice or human rights like when the more you hear these stories and the more you hear people's encounters with Bitcoin and, and how it has helped them so far, it's just 
and just a wonderful way of like encouraging more people to join this amazing family. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So um, the insightful part of it is that as you keep exploring Bitcoin, and um, I do tell people that Bitcoin is actually different from crypto because um, Bitcoin is the only decentralized cryptocurrency that you can actually vouch for. It's decentralized because of its um, consensus algorithm, because of the consensus mechanism it used like proof of work. So these are like technical terms. These are things that might sound be fooling to newbies. These are things that might sound be fooling to people getting started with the innovation. They'd be like, oh, what's this all about? I just want to save. I just want to, to like um, use and I just want to use something as seamless as my existing banking system. This is where the need of information needs to come in. That is the need to understand how it works. And when they keep understanding how it works, they don't want to go back because Bitcoin itself removes the process of third party. The third party system, the existing financial system has been bringing. The bank itself, I mean the traditional banks are starting, they are standing as a third party when transactions are being made. Probably you're trying to like um, make a transaction from a particular local bank to the other local bank. The banks are like the third party. You are just having your assets with them. But with Bitcoin, the peer-to-peer -peer system enables me to like, okay, make transaction directly with, um, with the with the recipients without a third party. The third party itself is the blockchain in this context, a trusted entity, a decentralized entity based on proof of work consensus algorithm. So these these are features that makes people see the viability in this um cryptocurrency. Unlike other cryptocurrencies, as I said, unlike other cryptocurrencies classified as altcoins with with investment of venture capitalists, they have CEOs. Bitcoin doesn't have any CEO. You can't come out and say you're the CEO of Bitcoin. It mm -hmm. was um, it was just a paperwork from Satoshi Nakamoto. So that's like a pseudonym. It's anonymous. It's unknown. So these are things that makes Bitcoin viable. And whenever people keep talking about Bitcoin, I do tell them that yes, I've been listening to different kind of information about yes everything that has the merit must have this demerit but then as far as bitcoin is concerned everything that opts to or serve as demerit are actually coming out as um merit for bitcoin such example of such is the volatility when you talk to people about it be like oh bitcoin is volatile then if bitcoin is volatile do you understand volatile feature is actually in bitcoin for the purpose of you to indulge the long-term feature that is the long-term investment strategy of either dollar cost averaging and holding for a long time. So these are things, um, information and education we get across to people. That's why we are bullish. I, I say we because I know I'm actually not the only one in the ecosystem being bullish on, on adoption and um, educating people about it. So that's why we are bullish about educating folks as you keep educating people about bitcoin as people keep adopting it it makes bitcoin more scarce it makes bitcoin more scarce and it in turn skyrocket the price these are like the the property of income is the so of supply and demand and bitcoin is a fifth asset there will only there will only be about 21 million bitcoin and and the last Bitcoin will be mined and at year 2140. So these are the features put in place on the blockchain that can't be changed. It can't be changed. 
because it's more like a constitution that works and um, it's open source. It's, it's, it's a distributed ledger kind of. It's open source. You, you can see the transactions. You have the hash ID compared to what you, you have on, on the existing fleet system where the government keeps printing money. So mm -hmm. these, are, these are the juicy, juicy parts of Bitcoin. These are the juicy parts of this disruptive innovation. I call it disruptive innovation because it's actually going to change the way we think about finance. It's actually going to give power back to the people just the way they need it. And um, that's what people want, especially I'm, I'm a Nigerian. So Nigerians want something that should, would solve their problem in real time, would solve their problem in real time. That's why you, you notice the adoption rate in Nigeria is high. People are actually seeing the need to like opt for the technology as a way of getting themselves out of whatever financial means they are facing presently. So that's my view about it, mainly. Wow. I mean, our listeners, I'm sure you, you heard the passion in Heritage Voice. Like, this is literally what we witness when he's always online. <laughs> so, like, yeah, totally. The more you get educated in this space, the more you start seeing that all those years that you spent putting money in the bank, you, it's like almost as if you've wasted your time. This is a system that I doubt there's that anything would of this nature can be replicated like you said the altcoins they have investors um thereby like still continuing the decentralized model that we've been seeing with traditional banks bitcoin is just an amazing system yes exactly you, people need to understand that you can do with your bank with your, with your local bank with your traditional banks you can um, perform such tasks with bitcoin even in the more trusted way in a seamless way and um even more faster when you when you're transacting with banks and have delay for example wire transfer for for example it takes about two to three days in um fast scenarios but then bitcoin is working continuously there are, there are bitcoin improvement proposals from developers continuously every day that makes the technology scalable in such a way that it enables it to even become a liquid tender in countries like El Salvador. And how was that achievable? It was achievable because of the um, introduction of the Lightning Network. The Lightning Network enables you to like make transactions irrespective of your location in the world. It enables you to make transactions and get your recipients to receive such transaction instantly, instantly with a f and also fearless as well, with no charges. I mean, with no charges. Unlike other cryptocurrencies, you keep clamoring and shouting about gas fee or <laughs> unlike yeah. the existing fiat system when it takes about three to four days for the transaction to reflect. And also, there will be a charge of about hundred, dollars, twenty dollars, fifty dollars, depending on the amount you you're willing to send. So this just like people getting solution for the real-time problem they're facing and it's left to them to demystify between the truth and the false and opt for the one that solves their problem better and even give them a better way of living. So it's giving the power to people 100%. It's taking it away from the feds and um, it's also making it inclusive for everyone to like, okay, acquire wealth and also... Um, do whatever they want with the with the existing 
finance with with the new innovation and also people might be thinking oh you can actually do what you want with bitcoin it's so free it gives you access to a lot of things but then the security aspect is where proof of work proof of work comes in it's where the blockchain itself comes in it's where distributed ledger comes in that's why it's actually very very difficult for attackers to attack it unlike what they've seen on different blockchains like cream finance and other alternative coins or tokens so that's just my view about it so bitcoin doesn't need me i need bitcoin and that's what it is for everybody um everybody needs bitcoin to to solve their their, their problem in real time yeah definitely we need bitcoin bitcoin doesn't need us um so i just want to hear your thoughts about 2022 a lot of things are happening in the bitcoin space the bitcoin ecosystem as more people join the bitcoin <laughs> ecosystem i'd love to hear your thoughts or your projections for bitcoin in 2022 more scalability what i mean by more scalability is that um bitcoin is a continuous project it's something that keeps developing developing in the sense that um, in the past few years there has been a lot of bitcoin improvement proposals like um, the lightning like the taproot and others even um stacks and and other improvement proposals that makes the network itself scalable and um, keep having a lot of other features but then we can't talk about um bitcoin um improvements in the long run and not talk about price speculation what i mean by price speculation is that in the year 2010 a bitcoin was about 2.05 dollars in the year 2013, a Bitcoin was about one, um, 1,200 plus dollars. 2017, it was about 20K dollars. 2021, it peaked about $69,000. And you know what that means? It's something that is volatile and checking over, over, over years. It's appreciating. So we should look forward to a bull run also in 2022. We, we should definitely look forward for a run when it comes to price speculation which i don't focus on much because i know either you like it or not in the long run bitcoin we keep appreciating but then i'm predicting about a hundred hundred thousand dollars per bitcoin probably the first quarter of 20 2022 and that will definitely happen because people will keep demanding for the asset a lot of um a lot of firms and um, startups are enabling Bitcoin transactions. A lot of firms like MicroStrategy and um, other notable companies are enabling Bitcoin transactions. And when you keep enabling that, it's in turn going to like show the viability of the asset and also keep increasing the price. So it, there's a lot in the ecosystem to look forward for. And also there's like um, a a conference where you tend to like okay speak with insightful people get more knowledge and also know the way forward about the innovation which is bitcoin or um, miami 2022 that's like an annual bitcoin conference it's going to come up by april in miami as well so these are things people need to look out for and as well i in my jurisdiction in africa we're working about educating people more we're doing that with DGOs and I know about Kala, Kala.dev as well, which is um, um, a subsidiary of um, the Bitcoin trust fund created by Jack Dorsey to like um, 
get people acquainted with Bitcoin, get more Bitcoin developers to support the network and also make everything more seamless for the users and everybody willing to adopt. So these are the good news. These are things we, we need to like, okay, keep looking forward for as we as keep looking forward to, especially in the year 2022. That's, that's, that's it from me, Mary. Wow, that is amazing. And I'm so excited um, for what 2022 will bring. Thank you so much, Heritage, for being on the show. I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, 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 thanks. Um, I, I appreciate your, your time as well. What an amazing episode. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we have. Subscribe to know when next we release a new episode. Drop a review. Let us know your thoughts about the podcast. Follow Bitnob on Twitter at Bitnob underscore official. That's at B-I-T-N-O-B underscore O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. See you in the next episode.